Ole Miss is potentially about to sign an all-timer in the state of Mississippi. We'll talk about that. We'll address some other questions that are going into early signing day. Anyway, it should be a lot of fun. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. I am your host, Stephen Willis, at the Stephen Willis down below. And Ole Miss is getting ready to sign an all-timer in Mississippi high school football today, potentially. So we'll see exactly what's going to go on there. We're going to talk about that in the first segment. But first, I want to say thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Hit the bell for notifications and, of course, upvote the video itself and participate in the comments down below. Sunterine Perkins is supposed to sign with Ole Miss today. Um, we saw the social media post that he made a while back. It's not exactly talking out of school, me saying that he's expected to sign. This kid had one of the single greatest Mississippi State Championship games in history. Period. Over 300 yards rushing, um, game ceiling interception, kind of all over the field as a linebacker. Running back, he's just running away from people in a game that absolutely needed every bit of his talent for Raleigh to win the game, and Raleigh did win the game. I don't know if Sunterine Perkins came off the field that day. He then went down to the Mobile um, Mississippi-Alabama All-Star Game and proceeded to be a transcendent player. Best player on the field. Between him and Jamarius Brown, um, Team Alabama, there's not much that they could do. But Sunterine Perkins was literally all over the field, and he was, again, the best player at the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star Game. And when I was at Rivals.com, you know, way back in the Stone Ages, and I would go out and I would see a kid. And before I got there, I did not want to know the number. I did not want to know too much of anything. I just wanted to look out on the field and see if I could immediately pick him out. Because my test is, if you can immediately pick out that player, that player is Obviously, above and beyond the competition where they are, they are an SEC-level player. They are a Power 5 player, and that's what I look for. And I did that with players even like Antonio Andrews, um, who was a Fort Campbell player before he went to Western Kentucky. He ended up going to the NFL because that thing, he stood out. Mississippi-Alabama All-Star game, you could have played the same game with Sunterine Perkins, and he would have absolutely stood out. Now, John Garcia says this kid, there's maybe 10 players with a higher ceiling in the whole country than Sunterine Perkins. And there's maybe only four players with a higher floor than Sunterine Perkins in the whole country. And you put those together, you're looking at a top 20 level kid in the country. And honestly, if he was committed to Alabama, he would already be a five-star. But he has a chance to be a five-star anyway. And this is going to move forward for what he is doing. Now, I'm trying to 
get to the um, Under Armour All-American game and covering Sunterine and Aiden Williams at that game. And I want to see Sunterine if he emerges under that level of competition. He literally has been the best player on the field in every high school game he has played in, including the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star game. This might be the first um, game where he's not, but I'm not 100% sure he won't be. I think there's a chance he could be the best player on the field at the Under Armour All-American game. And that just lets you know how special of a player this is and what he can do. He's so athletic. He's going to put on weight. He's long. He has a chance to be almost a modern-day Javon Curse at linebacker once he grows up and fills out a little bit. He's that athletic. He, he, he's that freakish athletically. So we'll see exactly what happens with Sunderin Perkins down in Orlando. But he's expected to sign today. Now, if you look at other players, we're going to talk in the third segment about Aiden Williams and Jamarius Brown because those are equally big signees. Now, everybody's going to focus on the fact that Marcel Reed decommitted and went somewhere else. But I don't know if that's entirely fair to focus on him because there are some players that Ole Miss has in this signing class. They only have 12 high school recruits, but eight of them are four stars, and they're legitimate four stars. If you want to look down at the bottom of the list at only that the fringe four stars, honestly, if we're going to be real, is the area that Ole Miss used to live in. The five seven, three star, five eight, four star, that level. Um, Ahmad Brown, AJ Brown, he goes by, um, out of Crisp County, Georgia. He's somebody to pay attention to. He is kind of a super athlete to where he plays a little bit of safety, a little bit of wide receiver. These players do a lot of things. These are extremely versatile players. But if you look up Bryson Sanders um, from the Baylor School, state championship, um, quarterback is um, Whit Muschamp, I believe, believe it or not. And he just looks the part. If, if you've seen our slides and everything that we have, just a man-child. I think he is going to be penciled in for an interior offensive lineman. I think he's going to be rather good at it. Um, the way he is built, he is like a, honestly, coming out of high school, a plus Nick Broker. So he's really athletic, but he also is really built really well. Now, you have Aiden Williams and Jamarius Brown. Like I said, we're going to talk about them in the third segment because they're equally as important as all of this. But... You know, Neil Avery, A.J. Brown, Ahmad Brown, um, those guys are going to fill an invaluable role on this team moving forward. Anyway, today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. It's your number one source for all of your sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. You know, you can get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball. We've got it all at betonline.net. If you like sports podcasts, you can even find those as BetOnline as well. If you look down below, you can see that Ole Miss is currently a three-point favorite over the Texas Tech Red Raiders. The over-under is set at 69.5 points. 
Um, the game is at 8 o'clock on December 28th on ESPN. That's my anniversary, by the way. So you can see down below that line as well as all lines come courtesy of betonline.net. And within bowl season, you have a bunch of stuff that you can get in on. And this is just truly a great time of year. And, and you know, whenever people say it doesn't mean anything, it, it no, it doesn't mean anything to you. It means stuff to other people. It means stuff to players. Um, the 30th player on the depth chart that is going down to the Sugar Bowl in that Alabama um, versus Kansas State game with a chance to win the game for, Can- or for Alabama, they're very thankful that Bryce Young and Will Anderson is playing because it means something to them. Their career is going to end at some point, but that Sugar Bowl is going to be a memory that's going to hang around. All right. Sorry to get off on a tangent. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports Today. From games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked on Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. All right, we're going to look at the one of the few questions that early signing day might have, and that is Caden Lee, the receiver out of Georgia. He's a slot guy. He's really talented. John Garcia's talked about him several shows that we've done recruiting this year. So the question is going to be, where is he going to go to school? He's officially visited Central Florida and Ole Miss. Now, Clemson and Georgia and those guys have been fairly consistently on him, but he did not official to those schools. So if our official rule and follow the visits rule goes into effect, it would tell me that Georgia and Clemson, while they're probably in it, they're probably not in it. But it's signing day. Weird things can happen. So potentially it looks like it could be an Ole Miss Central Florida decision. And Ole Miss fans should not discount Central Florida because Central Florida is going into the Big 12, into the Power 5. That is two Power 5 schools that are going to be going against each other on that one. Now, I think Caden Lee likes Ole Miss. I think he's talked up Ole Miss during nearly this whole process, but you know, so did Marcel Reed. So we'll see exactly what happens with Caden Lee. But that is probably the one of the singular questions on early signing day. The other one is, where are the surprises? Because every signing day has led to a surprise along the way. Um, whether it was an off- that offensive lineman Cam East out of um, New Orleans or something like that. or something, I-, I might be forgetting and spacing a little bit. Forgive me. But there's always a signing in each um, signing day class that is surprising. Kedrick Riscano really good player. This this was an important flip. And if you want to look at the on-three consensus of ranked of Ole Miss players, Kiji Riscano comes in at number three. And his, believe it or not, his uncle, or I, I believe it was uncle, or it might be his brother. I'm not sure um, exactly what happened. Somebody hit me up on Twitter and said that my 195-pound um, judgment on Riscano was a little bit off. He's actually six foot two oh five. 
So that is that. So that that that's the good news. He's a little bit more ready-made for college football. That means you're looking at a 210, 215-pound back potentially once he hits the weight room. So it should be really cool. But those, the Caden Lee questions, the main one, the surprise is the other one. I don't know about surprises. Um, the Ono kid that was committed to Old Dominion is a February signee, so that's not going to pop um, today. So we'll see if there's anybody out there that just kind of shows up. Now, everybody is going to wonder about quarterbacks moving forward, and I do not expect a quarterback to pop up on this signing day. If they did, they rushed it, or this has been on, you know, this has been in the works for a while. And so I don't expect a quarterback to pop because I think the transfer portal will be the avenue that they go to fill the quarterback. Now, you're going to see a ton of names and you're going to see big names. The major part of the transfer portal, you know, I know Devin Leary went to Kentucky, but he's a name that will be thrown out for this. And I don't think that's the case. It's going to be hard to find one of these established quarterbacks that is transferring away because they want to play to come in and hold a clipboard. That's going to be a hard sell. It it just is. So what I think you're looking for, for the quarterback position, is A, a one-year body, which, you know, could be a possibility. Um, and B, a three-year project. So we look at the two Tulsa quarterbacks that are in the transfer portal. You got Braxton Braylon, who is going to be a sophomore with three years of eligibility. He's a project, but he was at the position where he was actually playing at the end of last season. And good player. We saw him in Oxford after Davis Brand got hurt. Um, a runner, he would he would fit in fairly well with this offense. He just would. So I have heard nothing about him, but that is somebody that I think is where they're going to end up. Another one is just a one-year body. Somebody to be the backup quarterback this year. Maybe somebody like the other Tulsa quarterback, Davis Brent. Really good throwing the football. I don't know how well he wants to run the ball because he did get injured against Ole Miss last year. Um, but once he recovers, would he be able to hold a clipboard for a year? Now, you also have the walk-on brigades because Ole Miss has a couple of walk-ons that, honestly, people should be surprised that they got because they were essentially three-star quarterbacks. Um, but they're in the background as well, but you don't want them to be the primary backup, I do not believe. So do you throw a bag at Kincaid Ditt and get him to hang around for a year? Maybe he goes through spring practice, and he co- if he comes out of it, the number two quarterback, he sticks around or something like that. I, I, I don't know. I don't want to waste Kincaid Ditt's time because, you know, it's it's come to a point in his life where he – kind of needs to um, fish or cut bait. But if he wants to do that, maybe that 
bag will be something that you want to do. But that is the transfer level that I expect in the portal this year. There's not going to be a Jackson Dart. I don't think they're going to bring in a starter. They're not going to play this quarterback game in the future because Jackson Dart, honestly, by the end of the year, showed he was your guy. Um, 30 for 38 in a monsoon against the egg, in the Egg Bowl. Drove them down 99 yards for a potential tying touchdown. Literally, we were a questionable play call on the two-point conversion away from an iconic Egg Bowl moment. Now, just honestly were. All right, we're going to take a break in just a second. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about Aiden Williams and Jamarius Brown. And they do not get enough talking um, during this cycle because of Suntareen Perkins, because of Marcel Reed. But these are two players that honestly need to be celebrated, in my opinion. Anyway, when we come back, we will talk about them. Stick around. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Almost podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and participate in the conversation by commenting down below and of upvoting the video itself. Thank you very much for that. All right, Aiden Williams and Jamarius Brown. We have talked about Suntareen Perkins. He got his own segment. He deserves it. And we talked a little bit about Caden Lee and the quarterback position, exactly what they were planning on doing. So one thing that has kind of fallen between the cracks is Aiden Williams. Aiden Williams, whenever this started, whenever the, the classes first emerged on the scene. Aiden Williams has the misfortune of being in Suntareen Perkins' class, but he is going down to the Under Armour All-American game, and trust me, I've talked to two or three people attached to that game. The Under Armour people love him. They think he's a terrific athlete. He has a chance to be a very special receiver. Over the last 10 years, probably since, I guess it was Laquan Treadwell in 2013, and this will be the 2023. So this has been a decade at this point. This is a decent sample size. Ole Miss has been fairly fluent in their number one receivers. And when I say number one, I literally mean the number one jersey and also the number one receivers. You had Laquan Treadwell. You had, Then it went to A.J. Brown. Then it went to Jonathan Mingo. There's only three players that have spanned the course of this decade. Now the next one for all the marbles will likely be Aiden Williams. And he provides things that's just surprising for a receiver that is his size. I mean, he's going to be another guy that's 6'2", 6'3". He's going to be over 200 pounds. But he looks so smooth at that size. So I'm trying to think of receivers of the Ole Miss background, of what exactly he reminds me of. And you watch him play a little bit, and he doesn't have the brute strength of A.J. Brown, but he has a little bit of it. He doesn't have the finesse of a Laquan Treadwell, and I think I need to go back to Dante Moncrief, even though he was number 12. I know he's not number one. As a comparison for Aiden Williams. And I want to see what he looks like at the next level, because in high school, he just kind of clowned on people and did what he wanted to do. And he was just such a superior athlete 
to the person on the other side of the field that it became almost, I don't want to say a joke, but it just did. Ridgeland High School, you know, was a legit throwing quarterback, like a major quarterback, like a Luke Altmeyer type quarterback, a Philip Short, that guy playing the quarterback position away from Aiden Williams being a, a top 30 player in the country. I think the passing game and whoever was actually throwing the ball did Aiden a little bit of a dis- disservice, and I think he is going to break out in a really big way as a true freshman at Ole Miss. That, that is what I think. Now, there's always signing day surprises that could happen. I, I'm fully aware of that, but I expect him to be at Ole Miss as well. The third person that I expect and I'm excited to get to Ole Miss is Jamarius Brown. Defensive lineman out of Moss Point. If you look at Moss Point, Larry Simmons is up at Ole Miss, the four-star receiver that signed last year. Um, but, you know, I think of Moss Point, the player that I always think of is Chris Osgood for whatever reason. Um, and the story that he was, like, blind in one eye and Ole Miss didn't know about that when they signed him, man. Weird stuff. But Moss Point has always been fairly good to Ole Miss football. So, Jamarius was a kid that just kept growing, honestly. He grew into a linebacker and dominated at linebacker that he grew into an edge and dominated at edge. And now... In the Mississippi-Alabama game, he played some legit three technique um, and completely dominated the inside portion of that game. It, for all the damage that Sunturin Perkins did on the outside, the man that was just absolutely unblockable on the inside was Jamarius Brown. These three players, Sunturin Perkins, Aiden Williams, Jamarius Brown, are an absolute core for Ole Miss moving forward. And... Everybody should be excited for them because, honestly, Ole Miss is some elite players away, which is hard in the NIL landscape. I understand that. But they were very close to putting together a special, special class. And the only thing that really derailed them was the signal caller, the player that could Fill that role as the leadership to going together with all these other players. Good players. Each and every one of them, they have a chance to be really, really good in college once they develop. But the other players like Neo Avery, Kedrick Riscano, um, Ahmad Brown, those guys equally have a chance to develop as well. Eight four-star players out of 12. Now, Caden Lee signs he's a three-star, so the eight's not going to go up. But that's a 67% blue-chip rating on a signing class that's absolutely worth it. Remember, you're going to hear a bunch of stories what's going on. We have heard over and over again, and they've done it, that this staff does not reach on players. So that's the reason this class is strong, and if a player had an offer, they didn't reach on him. So understand what's going on with the Ole Miss football program. Anyway, today we are going to be doing our live streams. Um, I think we're going to start at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Um, We'll have a 9, a 10, and 11. And then we are going to have an end-of-the-day wrap-up. 
So that'll also be the Thursday Locked On Ole Miss podcast. So we'll see what's going on with that, see what's going to happen over the day. It should be fairly exciting. There should be some news. Also, you know, um, SEC After Dark on the Y'all's Conference Network YouTube page will be broadcasting at 9.30 Eastern, 8.30 Central with perspectives from several schools around the SEC. That's SEC After Dark. So I'm looking forward to all of that. So thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available in this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. It's going to be a big day today. Everybody strap in. We should have a lot of fun. We're going to talk about all of it. We're going to have fun, and we're going to, tell, to continue to tell you exactly what is happening. So, Thank you very much for tuning in this show. Tune in throughout the day, and we will bring you all sorts of good stuff. Thank you. Peace.